what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. I can say and do all kind of things to pack this place out every week, but I'm not interested in the presence of people. I'm interested in the presence of God. And the only way that God will move and work is through and by the preaching of the cross of Jesus Christ. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of 2 Kings chapter 9. Move down, if you will, to verse 5. 2 Kings chapter 9, beginning in verse 5. And when he came, speaking of the young prophet who was sent by Elisha. And when he came, behold, the captains of the host were sitting. And he said, I have an errand to thee, O captain. And Jehu said, Unto which of all of us? And he said, To thee, O captain. And he arose and went into the house, and the young prophet poured the oil on Jehu's head, and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I have anointed thee king over the people of the Lord, even over Israel. And thou shalt smite the house of Ahab thy master, that I may avenge the blood of my servants, the prophets, and the blood of all the servants of the Lord at the hand of Jezebel. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes, vengeance upon the house of Ahab. Much of my message today will come from 1 Kings chapter 16, 21, and chapter 22. The Bible says in 1 Kings 16, verse 30, that Ahab did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. He went and married Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbal of the Zidonians. And Ahab would do anything to please her, and he did. The Bible says that he went and served Baal and worshipped him. He built a house and an altar of worship to Baal. And in verse 33 of 1 Kings 16, the Bible says he did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the other kings of Israel that were before him. Together, this deadly couple, Ahab and Jezebel, they persecuted and killed the true prophets of God. There's a long list 
of things that Ahab and Jezebel did. And despite sending one of the greatest prophets that ever lived, Elijah, performing miracle after miracle, he burst upon the scene and said, There will be no dew nor rain these years except according to my word. And three and a half years later, the land was a moonscape. Not a green leaf to be found anywhere. The grass was dried up. Animals were dying, carcasses laying about everywhere. The streams and the rivers had dried up, no rain, famine. And Elijah said, meet me up on Mount Carmel. And all the prophets of Baal, they met up there on Mount Carmel. And he said, let the God that answers by fire be God. And Elijah prepared his offering. And those prophets of Baal, they offered up their offering. And he let them go first. And they danced and cried and shouted and cut themselves and put on a show and no fire fell. And finally, Elijah stepped up and said, enough's enough. Bring me some water. I don't know where they got the water from because there'd been a drought for three and a half years, but they found some water. He dug a trench all around that altar, said, pour those barrels of water on top of this sacrifice. It was saturated in water and filled the trench. And then Elijah called upon the name of the Lord. And the fire fell and consumed the sacrifice and licked up all the water that was in the trench. This mighty miracle of God performed within the eyes of Ahab. He saw all of these things. And then Elijah told Ahab, Get thee up and get to your house, because I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. And by the time Ahab got home, the rain was, it was raining so hard when he got in the house, they want a dry thread on him. That's my God. I said, that's my God. We still serve a God who can perform miracles today. But despite all of these miracles that Ahab saw, he still continued down that road of doing evil, wicked, ungodly things. And one of the most wicked, ungodly things that they did, him and Jezebel, was taking the vineyard of Naboth. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. The Bible says in 1 Kings 21 that Naboth had a vineyard in Jezreel. This vineyard had been in his family for some 550 years. Ever since the land was divided up among the tribes of Israel, this land had been in his family, passed down from generation to generation, and now it belongs to Naboth. To have something passed down to you, it, it means something. Sentimental value. But to have something passed down to you, a piece of land where God placed His name, that is sacred. 
Matter of fact, it is so sacred that God said in Numbers 36, verse 7, He said, The inheritance of the children of Israel is not to be removed from tribe to tribe. They are to keep the inheritance of the tribe of their fathers. Naboth knew what he had. And he knew what God said about it. And just as Naboth had an inheritance that was given to him by God, you and I today, who have placed our faith in Jesus Christ, who He is and what He did at Calvary, my friend, we have an eternal inheritance today. We have an inheritance called heaven. And one day we're going to see it. But my friend, we've got an inheritance right now. We've got a tiny portion of what Jesus paid such a great price for us to have. It's just a tiny part. And, and, and folks, you and I are not taking advantage of the benefits that Christ paid for us to have at Calvary. We have gifts of the Spirit that are available to us today. That we should be seeking God earnestly for the best gifts to perform the work that God has for us to do. There are benefits of healing in this book that you and I need to claim by faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary. In the name of Jesus Christ today, you and I have the authority to take over, over demon spirits and demons and devils and hell and the powers of darkness today. Jesus said you can cast out devils. In the name of Jesus, we can resist the devil and he will flee from us. So many benefits today. There's peace in my heart where once there was a war going on. Glory to God. There is a joy down in my soul. Although everything around me is going to hell, I can still feel His presence. I can still feel and sense the joy of the Holy Spirit down in my heart. I can still go to the Lord. I have access to the throne of grace through and by the precious blood that was shed at Calvary. And I can go before my heavenly Father and I can talk to Him about anything. When you go to the Lord in prayer, you're talking to someone who can do absolutely anything. I mean, He's got unlimited resources. He knows what to do to meet your need. The Bible says He'll supply all of our needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That, ladies and gentlemen, and much, much more is our inheritance today. But sadly and regrettably, because the cross of Christ has not been preached and taught in the church as it ought to be, there are many today in Christendom that do not know what all is involved in their inheritance. They don't know what the Word of God says. They don't know what they have. Naboth's vineyard, it bordered the palace of Ahab. Our spiritual inheritance today borders this world. And the pressure of the world is against us. 
the pressures of this world are out to take that which God has given unto us, our inheritance. The Bible says that Ahab, 1 Kings 21 verse 2, Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me your vineyard. Satan wants our inheritance. And he uses the pull of the world and the flesh to try to get us to compromise our convictions. This world is not your friend. This world is your enemy. The Bible says we are to come out from among the world and be separate. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If a man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. This world is what crucified Jesus Christ. Jesus said, if they hate me, they're going to hate you. But the problem is today, the church wants to be loved by the world. I don't care what the world thinks. I care what God thinks. I don't care what you think. I care about what God thinks. I can say and do all kind of things to pack this place out every week, but I'm not interested in the presence of people. I'm interested in the presence of God. And the only way that God will move and work is through and by the preaching of the cross of Jesus Christ. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. I want that garden of yours, that vineyard. I want to make me a garden of herbs because it's near my house. Satan wants you to give up what God has given you because he's got an agenda. He wants to use that. He wants to use your gifts, your talents, your abilities. He wants to use that for his purposes. Ahab said, I'll give you a better vineyard for it than the one you got. Well, if Ahab had a better vineyard, why in the world did he want Naboth's vineyard? The truth is, Ahab didn't have a better vineyard, and the devil ain't got nothing better for you than what God has already given you. He said, I'll give you the worth of it in money. Now, this right here is what gets most Christians money. Paul told Timothy, 1 Timothy 6, verse 9, he said, They that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare. Are they tempted any greater than the average person is? No, I think we're all tempted about the same. The problem is they've got the money to get into more things than what you and I. Hello? You understand what I'm saying? So money ain't the answer to everything. Somebody went in the lottery. Oh, they've made it big. No, they've just opened up the door to get in more trouble. They which be rich will fall into temptation and a snare and into many hurtful, foolish lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. And he said in verse 10, The love of money is the root of all evil. He didn't say money was evil. Somebody tried to get me on that a while back. They said, Preacher, don't, they, don't the church give you a little something each week for being the pastor up there? You know, money's the root of all evil. 
No, it ain't money the root of all evil. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. You got to have some money to live in this world. If you don't believe me, wait till tax time comes. Uncle Sam wants his money. I'm going to leave that alone. I won't never get done. Folks, when making money is more important to you than the things of God, you got a big problem. Did you hear what I said? Let me, let me say it again. If making money is more important to you than the things of God, then my friend, you got a problem. You need to stand in the spiritual mirror and evaluate yourself. And I know there's some of you right now, you're listening to me on radio, you're on your way to work. You say, Brother James, i got to go to work today, this, that, and I understand that. Thank you for listening, by the way. We appreciate that. But at least you take some time out of your schedule each week to listen to a radio program like this and you open up your Bible and you, you read and study and, and you love God. But there are those who are so entangled in the cares of this life and the things of this world that, that they make no pretense at all about the things of God. And I'm not talking about the world out here. We expect that from the world. But those who proclaim and profess to be Christians, that's what I'm talking about. You never see them in church. They never read the Bible. They're just, they're just, just God is just a nebulous whatever floating around out here. And, you know, if I die, I've done enough good works, I'll get there. My friend, good works won't get you there. Well, Brother James, over that money I'll make, I'll send it to you. Send it on. P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We'll be glad to take your check, and we'll put it in the account and pay for radio airtime. But let me tell you today, sending that check is not going to buy you a way into heaven. The only thing that's going to get you to heaven, ladies and gentlemen, is your faith in Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. That's it. There is no other way to heaven, folks. Naboth, he looks at Ahab and he said, the inheritance that God has given to me is not for sale. Glory to God. It's not for sale. And that's the attitude that you and I need to have today when it comes to the things of God. What God's given us is not for sale. At least it shouldn't be. But there are millions out there today who have given up that which God has given them to satisfy the lust of their flesh. There are people right now, a year ago I thought they were on fire for God, and I'm just shocked now to hear what these individuals have done never would have thought that the things that they're doing now they're engaged in they have sold out their spiritual inheritance to satisfy the lust of the flesh Naboth said my land's not for sale Ahab was upset. He went to Jezebel. Jezebel said, why are you crying? Why are you all upset about? He said, Naboth won't sell me his vineyard. 
Oh, is that all that's bothering you? <laughs> we can take care of that. Jezebel wrote letters to the elders of the city. And in those letters, she told them to proclaim a fast and to set Naboth on high among the people. She said, then I want you to have two men to come and bear a false witness against Naboth and have them to say that they've overheard him blaspheme God and the king. And they did this thing in the sight of all the people that were gathered there at this meeting, and they were so enraged, and the people were so stirred up that they took Naboth out and they stoned him. And they killed him. And then when Naboth was dead, the Bible says in 1 Kings 21, verse 16, that Ahab rose up to take possession of Naboth's vineyard. And we read that story, and you're like, they got away with murder. Friend, let me tell you this. Nobody gets by with sin. The meal of God grinds slow, but it misses nothing. Romans 12, verse 19, the Bible says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto God's wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay saith the Lord. There's a payday coming. Don't think you're going to sin and get away with it. Nobody will see me do that, Brother James. God sees it. And this book says that he will repay. First Kings twenty-one seventeen. God told Elijah to go down and meet Ahab. God told him he's gone down to possess the vineyard of Naboth. said, Speak unto him and say, Thus saith the Lord, Hast thou killed and also taken possession in the place where the dogs lick the blood of Naboth? The dog shall lick thy blood, and I will bring evil against you. Every male in your family will die. The dogs will eat Jezebel. And the dogs and the fowls will eat your relatives. When Ahab heard those words, the Bible says that he rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his flesh and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went softly. This act of Ahab was some true repentance. True repentance. And God honored it. And the Bible says that the word of the Lord came to Elijah saying, See how Ahab has humbled himself before me. Behold, he has humbled himself. And I will not bring the evil in his days. But in his Sundays will I bring this evil upon his house. Only true repentance can offset the judgment of God. Now you need to hear that. Only true repentance can offset the judgment of God. The problem is Ahab's repentance was short-lived. The Bible says that he made an unscriptural covenant with Benadad, the king of Syria. 
He had the opportunity to kill this man, and he should have done it because God had appointed him to destruction, but he let him go. And Benadad regained his strength and his army and attacked Israel. The Bible says that a certain man drew a bow at a venture, just pulled it back and let it go. He wasn't even aiming. And God had that bow and Ahab to meet at the same place. And it pierced through his armor while he was riding in a chariot. And by the time they got back to the house, Ahab was dead. His blood ran out in the chariot. And as one was washing out the chariot, the dogs came and licked up his blood, fulfilling the prophecy of Elijah. But now this was only a little bit of what God said would happen. Thirteen years later, Elisha sends a young prophet to anoint Jehu to be the king over Israel. And he said in 2 Kings 9 verse 7, Smite the house of Ahab thy master, that I may avenge the blood of my servants, the prophets, and the blood of all the servants of the Lord at the hand of Jezebel. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. When you say, Brother James, what happened? Come on back next week and I'll tell you. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.